Thanks for tuning in to the meditation conversation. Hop on over to karagoodwin.com. You can get a free 10-minute guided meditation right on the homepage to help you experience deep levels of peace. I also have lots of resources to learn meditation and to support your practice. And of course, by supporting those services, you are supporting my work, including the production of this very podcast to assist more souls on their path to awakening. Thank you for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I'm really excited to be joined again by Sally Knopp. Sally is a multidimensional explorer and energy healer who has blended renowned modalities to create a powerful healing experience for those needing energy healing or for energy healers wanting to easily remove the sometimes hidden blockages to become even more effective. Sally's approach to healing is igniting the superhuman in you. So welcome, Sally. I'm so excited to be reconnected with you again. Oh, thanks, Kara, for having me. I love being here and joining with you. Your audience is amazing, and this has been such a wonderful journey for me as well. So, yeah. Oh, it's so great for you to be here. Uh, You've been on the podcast a few times now. I think this is like number four or five. Four, maybe? Four? Yeah. I don't know. I've lost count. How fun is that? (laughs) Yeah. So each time that you've returned, it's been so fun because it's because there's been an upgrade to your healing work. So um, you and I connected last month. And I was fascinated to hear about your latest evolution in the the healing um, kind of upgrades that you've been getting. So why don't we start there? Yeah, it's been crazy. We had kind of a tragic event in our family where we lost a family member. And it was uh, really difficult for me to accept that I couldn't do more for our loved one. Mm. Um, And it was the strangest thing happened. Um, I was really, you know, questioning myself. I think all of us sort of go through that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, Kali, am I really helping or, or is what is going on? Why can I not affect um, a better outcome for our loved one? And as I was going through a very difficult time where I was really questioning um, what I was doing and probably on the bubble of stepping back out of it um, because it was so difficult to lose this loved one, very close, close family member. Mm -hmm. And um, in that time, I had an extraordinary experience where I had several of my past clients who didn't know what I was going through or experiencing reaching out to me saying, oh, I've had some wonderful results. The healing was great. Now I want to do this. You know, when can I talk to you again? And if I had just maybe one or two, I was like, well, that's kind of coincidence. But I, my phone was blowing up that week of past clients reaching out. That's amazing. Reassuring me that I had been instrumental in a positive change in their lives which ironically, I needed to hear myself to get through that experience. 
And then the other irony in all this is that Dolores Cannon kept coming up in my YouTube videos when I was trying to get through, you know, those moments where I just needed some bubble gum for my brain. I would jump <laughs> on YouTube and Dolores Cannon's out there saying nobody dies before their time and there are exit points and the transition is a point of learning and, you know, just on and on. I'm like, okay, there is way more going on here and I need to allow this process to unfold. Then Dolores Cannon had said, as she has said many times through my training, through, you know, just connecting with my group at QHHT is what is the lesson? What am I to learn? Which, you know, that took me to that next step. What am I to learn? Okay, then download it to me for Pete's sakes, because this is extraordinarily <laughs> difficult. And yeah. so the next thing I started getting were these downloads. And I think your audience um, would probably understand the download. That's where you get this information where you're sort of, you're focused somewhere else and all this information begins to flow in and you're like, where did that come from? You know, and it's just a knowing almost. Well, I, I would say it's like just this knowing, like, it's just how things are. Like you've always known it and you just never even like were aware of it before. And it's like, yeah, I don't know if, if yeah. that helps, but I, that's how it feels for me where I'm like, yes, it's so, ob it becomes so obvious that it's just like, oh yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it stepped it up so much that um, I was so excited that I had learned something new. And the it was like a few days after I got home from that horrible experience of losing. So I had some commitments uh, to a group of people. And I was out among this group of people when I realized something inside of me has shifted. And um, I began to realize that I was in a very different place than where I was prior to that. And I don't know how to explain it because I don't really have words to explain it other than I felt more connected than I ever have before. So then it's like, oh my gosh, do I have it? You know, I, I, I don't know. And I had somebody sit down in front of me and they said, oh, so you're like a guru. You're the master. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm the student. And heaven forbid I ever say I'm a master at anything, you know, because I feel like this is a journey for us. And we need to remain um, in the mindset of a student. And yeah, there are students who are a little bit more advanced or learned a little bit more that can share with others, but I am always going to be learning. We're always going to be expanding. There's always something new. And that's what this told me. And you just have to get your blockages and barriers out of the way. I had no idea I had so many blockages and barriers until I got back. I'm like, oh, now I know the questions to ask. And so I was asking those questions and I started moving those out and that became huge. And then of course, in that process, I did reach out to you. So, um, 
And I, you know, I thank you for being open, saying, hey, I think I learned something new here. You want to try it? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. You know, like, great. And since then, I've learned actually more. So anyway, so where did it take you? Well, it's a great recap. Thank you for sharing all of that. And one thing before I do go into my experience, I want to touch on um, that that part where you were talking about, you know, you had somebody very, very dear to you going through something tragic and uh, it, with their health and you felt, and you were trying to work on him yes. and not, and, and ultimately he passed away. Yes. And so you you've shared very beautifully the effect that that has on you. Not only are you grieving, but then you're questioning your own power and I, I just want to offer for that because it, it, um, it's so timely that we're talking about this for a couple of reasons. And so I feel like other people need to hear this too, because a friend of mine just did Reiki training. Uh, well, actually I had several friends go down for the, to Bloomington for this Reiki training and take it like together kind of accidentally. So it was like everybody, and it was like with my old Reiki tr- teacher too, So that was really beautiful. And I got some feedback from them. And one of them was talking about how she wants me to work on her daughter um, because it helped to reignite for her the possibilities with energy healing. And I've worked with her daughter before and it really helped her. And she said, and she made a comment about she's too emotionally connected and she doesn't think she'd be able to get herself out of the way to be able to help her daughter the way that she wants her to be helped. And I thought that was so wise and it was Mm -hmm. such a beautiful realization. But what ended up happening is yesterday afternoon, I found out that somebody very, very close to me is in the hospital right now. And, um, and it's, we're in like a diagnosis phase. So we're not sure really like, what it, at the moment everything is okay, but we really don't know what's coming. Um, there was like a mishap, and so we're kind of like waiting um, to see how things play out. And so I was like, okay, I, I asked permission. You know, I was like, can I? Are you okay if I do some work in the background? And she and she was like, yeah, yeah, please. You know, um, and I felt like so much more blocked than normal. You know, it was like, oh my God, I can't, I mean, I was, it was so hard to get myself out of the way because I, I feel so emotional about what's going on and I'm so concerned and I'm like, and, and it's, I'm just in a different place than I I am. Because we come from a place of desperation. You know, we love this person. We care for this person you know, why can't we help them? We help others, you know, and, and I think anytime you come through a layer of fear, you're going to, um, stop yourself and and working on your loved ones. You have to be strong enough to step outside of that fear. Yeah. And that's, I mean, how do you do that? I mean, I don't know that I, maybe I'll learn it, but it's really yeah. difficult. It is really hard. And so, and I just felt like that was important to sort of highlight that because that is a natural thing. And then it can, it can affect you like as a, 
as a healer to be like, oh my God, I, I don't have it anymore. I lost it. I lost my mojo. <laughs> <You know? laughs> or am I who I think I am? You know, like maybe this is all like, I, you know, if you don't feel connected, like I felt such a huge, it was, it was kind of like the easiest way for me to explain it in this moment is like a humanness. Whereas like it was such an earthly, like I am fully experiencing a human experience right now. And when I'm in my full blown healing mode, I am reaching beyond that. You know, I, I'm like strengthening that connection to the bigger part of me that I am, that I, I have that connection to, but there, I bet I very much am a human too. And if I can't get out of my human way, <laughs> my humanness, I'm less effective. Um, so again, just because you mentioned that and with the the kind of mirrors that I have in my world right now that reiterate what you're talking about, I just know that there have to be people who have been in this situation or are, are in this situation or may find themselves in that situation. And so it can just be helpful to know that like, yep, this is part of it. <laughs> you know? it, it really is. Yeah. 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 So back to your experience. Um, so you very graciously, after we talked, you sent me an email the next day and you said, you know, Hey, you know, I, I'm still just trying to, to feel this new stuff out. And I'd love to kind of, um, work on you if you're up for it and just kind of see what happens. And I was like, oh my God, I'd love that. Please do it. You know, and, and, but it was all over email. And so I gave you permission and then hours later, like I went about my day, you went about your day. I didn't really think about, I think it was a pretty busy day that day. Um, didn't really think about it because I didn't know if you meant like in the next week or so you'd do it or whatever. I got an email from you a few hours later with the rundown. And it was like, you know, this is what I found. This looked good. This, this kind of passed the check. Then there was this hidden stuff and that needed to be cleared out. So I did some stuff. Now that's happy. And then we went, moved on to this system and this was okay. And this needed some work. And, and, um, so I received the information and, and what was funny is with mine, there was a lot of hidden, like the stuff that you cleared out was hidden stuff. So I guess not surprisingly, I was kind of like, oh, okay, sure. But I didn't have, it, it was hidden. It's hidden for me as well. You know, it's like, I couldn't say really like, oh yeah, I, I overcame that now, <laughs> you know, cause I, I still didn't have access to it. So I, again, kind of kept going about my day, didn't bring much thought to it, thought we'd talk about it again when, when we reconnected. Um, but I'm just saying that because of my expectation, I really wasn't holding any expectation. Um, and so I go to bed and I, and I fall asleep and then I wake up in the night and one of my animals, I think woke me up. I think my dog jumped off the bed or something and woke me up and listeners to this podcast may know, may have heard me say before that, you know, if I'm going to have multidimensional experiences, nine times out of 10 or 99 times out of a hundred, it's going to be when I am in bed and I'm drifting, you know, either trying to fall asleep or woken up in the night or something. It very, very, very rarely, 
Um, do I have full-blown multidimensional experiences in meditation, funnily enough, because meditation's my jam. So um, you would think that I could like find those pathways easily in meditation, but for whatever reason, it, it happens at night. And so this was one of those nights. I wake up in the night. And again, usually for me, that's that was also unusual that I would uh, fall asleep, then wake up, then have this happen. Normally it would be when I'm falling asleep. And even then, like it's rare. I mean, it's it's not not rare, but it's more often than not, I just go to sleep. And these are different from dreams also, um, just to put that disclaimer in there. But I started having these well-known to me now, multidimensional experiences. Uh, usually for me, they start with a lot of color, a lot of patterns. Um, it's sometimes it, it appears sort of stained glass like. Um, sometimes it looks more like a Middle Eastern tiles, um, but like sort of it, it always has a feeling of like a temple or something like that. With and there's often like a dome, like I'm in some sort of dome, but there are color patterns with um, that are repeating. And it always reminds me of like tiles or stained glass. And then depending on how things progress, I may go through like a vortex or a portal, or I may, it may just, all that color may dissolve into space. And I may find myself like where it feels like I'm in space. And a lot of times there are like uh, geometric uh, components to what I'm seeing. So I started having kind of that type of thing with the colors and I could tell like the, like I can feel myself in a space or that I am the space. Like there's no, usually no form, like no, you know, beings that I can see. It's usually more of like colors and shapes and stuff. But what I noticed after a while of kind of doing, you know, experiencing different dimensions and things, I was noticing my body. And I felt this, the deepest peace and stillness right in my core. I mean, even in my stomach, it was just like, and it, again, like meditation's my thing. Like I know peace. Like I, I invoke peace constantly or, or, you know, I, I just am a pretty peaceful person. I mean, not a hundred percent of the time, but that is, I mean, I have people who I interact with regularly and they talk about that they feel peace around me as well. You know, it kind of is this like, just, it's not unusual. It's not, um, I'm not a stranger to feeling peace, but this was new. This was like a new level of peace and stillness. And it went on for, I want to say two hours where even when I was noticing, you know how sometimes or, or a lot of times for me, the minute that I notice something, it goes like in meditation. Like if I'm, if I'm like, uh, especially early on, like if I would notice some light or some color, it was like, as, as soon as I was like, Oh, there's light, it would be gone, you know, cause I'd be trying to like focus in on it and I'd lose it. Um, and the same thing with like these types of experiences, it can be kind of like bringing the conscious mind to it and being like, oh, I recognize that this is happening. It can dissolve. And I kind of realized that I had had that expectation because I was like, oh, that piece, I hope I remember it. And then I was like, it's still there. 
this, it's still there. Oh my God, it's still there. And then it just, again, went on for a couple of hours. And what was an additional beautiful part of this was that um, I started recognizing that I could bring things into this piece. So my kids are, you know, the relationship between my children, for instance, you know, they're typical kids, at least, you know, typical is meaning this was how my brother and I were too, um, just always picking at each other. And so I just brought like the consciousness of their relationship into that piece and just had them there together, like bringing into my awareness this this relationship of my kids in this piece, just feeling that it's like being washed, like their relationship was being washed by this piece. Um, and I did the same thing. Uh, I did that for a while. And then, you know, again, listeners of the show will know that my daughter has scoliosis. So it was, and I'm always like, you know, thinking, trying to think of different energetic things to assist with that. So I was like, oh, what? I wonder what happens if I bring Layla's spine into this piece and just let that kind of relax everything and infuse it. And and then the sky had been very polluted that day. Um, lots of lines in the sky, shall we say. And uh, so then I was like, okay, let's bring the sky in. Let's clear the sky. Like, we'll just get the sky into this piece. Let it be washed. Let it be purified. Let there be, you know, peace all through the sky. And so I was just like kind of thinking of these things that I'm like, how, what can we do with this? What can we, how can we use it? And, um, and it, it, I just had this knowing at some point in this experience it just, this knowing came in. It was like, this is from Sally. Like not, not that this is from Sally. It was like, this is to do, this is because of Sally's work was kind of how it came in. So it wasn't like Sally gift bombed you this, like mm -mm. Sally gave you this piece, but it was like the work, this is the result of of what she did. And it was very clearly a connection of like, what is happening now is related to Sally. And so then there was just like overwhelming gratitude for you and that work and that opportunity. Um, and funnily, I was sharing this with a friend of mine and she was like, so what, what did you, did you notice anything like any physical effects of that afterwards? And I was like, I, I don't think so. Like nothing comes to mind. And then as I'm telling her, I'm like, well, you know, I didn't, because again, like being careful about expectations. So I wasn't really like looking for like, oh, what did I fix? You know? Um, but as I was talking to Emily, I was like, actually there was like a little movement forward in my kid's relationship the next night where, um, my son kind of called out for his sister and, she went downstairs and they were having like this, just a more mature conversation that was unusual for like, it was just like, it felt like we were turning a corner where they were maturing a little bit and having a different level of conversation where it was like, they were really trying to get on a similar plane. And it was about like a video game or, 
it was about like a TV show or something like that, but it was usually they come at it and it's like, how do I get what I want and you don't get what you want? You know, that's kind of the par for the course. This was more like, well, if I watch this while you do that, then can we do this other thing that we want to do together later? Like it was just, it was really beautiful. And I didn't even like... I remember appreciating it at the time, but I didn't link it back until I was talking to Emily and I was like, oh my God, I did see a physical manifestation of this. Yeah. It's like the butterfly effect, right? The smallest thing that you do for somebody else can have a ripple effect throughout the universe. Yes. Very powerful. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So thank you again. I mean, that was really, really beautiful. Um, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about like where you got to at that time, because I know more has come in, but I'm, I think it's fascinating. Like that hidden, the piece that came in with the hidden stuff. I don't know if you want to expand on that at all. Actually, um, my work is, um, a mishmash of a lot of people who have done a lot of work before me. So, I would take what they've done and sort of bring it all together like a like bringing this this piece over here and this piece over here and let's add this piece in and then I get this download of information. Yeah, that's good, but try this instead. And so it's just like, okay, and it always starts with the question, how can we improve this? You know, so my question is, um, with this remote energy healing that we've been doing since COVID, because I didn't know I could do it until COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been so powerful. And then um, it's always asking, well, how can I improve it? And within hours, that information is given. And it's given in such a way that it sort of um, smacks me hard in the face because I can be a little bit thick. and so when it comes in that strong I'm like okay I need to listen to this and test it out to which I reach out to those volunteers I have in my circle and say hey um I want to try this what are your thoughts and they're like yeah do it they'll say don't tell me anything about it just do it and let me see if I feel a difference which has been so beneficial because that way we're not um, giving the placebo effect, which I'm not opposed to. I think anything that works, works. And, you know, it's about the healing at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, however, so I, I bring in Edgar Casey and Royal Rife and Dolores Cannon and Dr. Bruce Lipton and Greg Braden and uh, Prey and Medic, which is David Hayes. Um, and sort of bring it all together and what do they have in common? Because they are all coming from different backgrounds. Um, David Hayes is um, a Christian. Um, you've got other people who don't really affiliate with a particular religion, but the information's coming through is so strong and powerful. Some that come into the sciences, so you're like, okay, so what is that common thread that sort of binds everything together? Mm-hmm. Because there is work that's actually being accomplished. And then they begin to say, okay, this works. So how do I improve upon that? 
And it's not long before I do get that information. For this particular piece, though, the piece you're talking about, is that I learned through, um, and I'm looking up to my certification, sorry, I'm looking up to Dolores Cannon and David Hayes, who would probably be, if you put them in the room together and they would have philosophy on the outset, they would look like they're two opposing different views. But when you listen to them, they're saying the same thing. They're using a different language um, and how they express it. Um, I say sometimes it's a computer language like Mac and my HP. You know, it's a different operational system. But the information that we reach out comes in the same. So I'm thinking that is interesting to me. So always wanting to work in the best and highest good. You always set that intention. And then um, once I did that, I learned um, that we have an oversoul. So there's the greater part of you, the big me. Mm -hmm. And then we have little me or mini me that expresses itself into physical form. So if you can imagine you're this massively large, big bubble, Dolores Cannon talks about the oversoul. And a piece of it will express itself through the physical manifestation. Kara Goodwin, Sally Knopp. And um, we go through an experience in this 3D earthbound place. And it can sometimes be difficult and send us out of alignment. And um, I noticed that Reiki would help us get feeling a little bit better. But we would always end up going back to Reiki. You know, you go through and you have your Reiki station, you feel amazing. And then a little bit later, you're like, oh, I feel, you know, oh, I feel bad again. Mm. Um, and so you have to kind of go back. So my whole mission in my work is because I'm 61 years old, I feel like <laughs> time's sticking. I got to get my messenger now. I want to be able to ignite everybody's uh, power that Sally doesn't have special juju. We all have the juju. Just understanding what is actually happening is key to helping everybody go out there and help somebody else and expand on what I've already learned. So instead of feeling bad in the future, you're feeling amazing and you can teach this to other people. So it was in that questioning, bringing that piece into the question and bringing that into the oversoul and finding out what is it that, why do we feel good for a little while? And then we begin to not feel good and we have to go back for another session. I would love for people to work with me. Um, and then they never need me or anyone else again. That'd be great. I mean, who wouldn't want that? So that's always been kind of my mission to sort of, how do we do that? And um, as that question began to develop and the answers began to come in, I understood that the oversoul will protect itself at all costs. So when you croak, and when I croak, no matter what negative experience I've had that sort of stays within our energetic field in this 3D form, um, 
it will, the oversoul will begin to reabsorb you back and it will go through its own healing process. But it will wall itself off so you don't contaminate it in the process because that's the eternal part of you. The eternal part of you that has always been, that will always be, and it's not going to allow itself to end up with, you know, the negative stuff we can carry in in this physical form. I always say to my clients, imagine that your thumb has gangrene and the doctor cannot cure the gangrene. They have to amputate it to save the body. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what the oversoul is doing. It's not completely disconnecting from it because when you croak, it will reabsorb itself, but it will go through its healing process as it does it. But what we can do is actually heal the mini-me to the oversoul now. And mm-hmm. that is all I did was that I went through and healed the mini-me Kara to the bigger me Kara. And as it began to align itself back in and balance, you were able to have those experiences. And it was, it was that simple. Honestly, mm-hmm. it took me two minutes. Two minutes is all wow. it took for me to get you to have that experience. Yeah. And it's not like I do it for you. It's just understanding that you can be a facilitator for somebody and create mm-hmm. a positive change if that is in their best and highest good, and that's your intention. Yeah, it's it's really amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And and subsequently, I want to say a week later or something, you contacted me, and and you were kind of like, "Hey, I just something just popped into my field. Do you mind if I clear it?" And I was like, sure. And I actually was sort of in a casual meditation because I was on vacation. So I was just kind of being still while I was waiting for my family. And so I was kind of in a meditative state. And then, you you know, you were like, whoa, it really, you know, I really cleared it. Like I really felt it. And, um, and that night again, like, I think actually, did I wake up again? I can't remember. I think I may have woken up again after I'd been sleeping or it might have happened as I was falling asleep. I can't remember, but similar it was a different experience, but another like I saw all these um I saw this sort of big big sphere that looked like it was I could only see it was rotating, but it was like set in something like if if you imagine like there's a big sphere in the ground and it's set into the ground and then as it spins, you can only see the part that's like exposed, you know, and it was like that, but had all these codes and all these colors and all these like shapes and, and not just the sphere, but like what it was set into as well. And there was like all this motion all, like it was, it was way too much for me to consciously be able to take in because there was a lot of information. I mean, information just meaning a lot of, like, a lot of stuff there. <laughs> you know, like too much for me to process at once, um, consciously. But yeah, again, you know, it was like 
Oh, like it, did, it took me a while to connect again. Like, oh, because that happened in the morning that you contacted me. Then it was not until like hours and hours later. But again, similar, a similar kind of multidimensional experience. It's so. definitely multidimensional for sure. And what I have learned since then is that it's like this funnel. So we took care of the oversoul and the mini me, and we fused it back together. We healed it. We balanced it. It doesn't stop there. I mean, you can, you can stop mm -hmm. there if you want, or you can um, go further. So because we are multidimensional beings, the first thing I did was uh, fuse the higher self to the, to the mini-me. Then I found that there were some blockages in the spirit complex and some barriers. And there was an illness. We can find illnesses and hidden illnesses in the spirit. Not that that happened with you, but mm -hmm. with the 60 plus people I've worked with since you, I've been keeping track with everybody, um, taking very detailed notes, and I'm, I'm curious what the feedback is, and the feedback is varied. It goes from the feedback is, and I'll take you through those steps in a moment, but the feedback I'm getting is like, wow, I was a little lightheaded to my poor husband was in bed for two days feeling dizzy and nauseated. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So it can be very intense. And again, I think that's because it depends on how sick or out of alignment you are. Um, my husband, um, high blood pressure, um, definitely, you know, he's 61 years old. So he doesn't take very good care of himself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pre-diabetic and that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. he's going to probably feel it more so than somebody who does take care of himself like you, um, who will just like, oh, did I feel lightheaded or wow. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it, it will hit people a little bit differently. I don't know when it will hit you. Um, people will report it. it hits immediately to sometimes up to 10 days later. Again, I don't have control over it. I don't know that I'm supposed to. I think the higher self will allow the healing that you're supposed to have in the, in the time you're supposed to have it. So I guess I'm trusting God, the universe, the oversoul, the bigger you to do what it does, because all I am is the facilitator. So what I found was that we heal the oversoul to the, the mini me. We look at the spirit body. We look at the mind body. We look at the physical body. And then we go into why praying medic sort of steps in here. And I didn't know that this was a thing until I opened my mind. And this is what's so important. I think we all tend to get stuck in our modalities are the only modalities. So we close out other modalities. And I would encourage everyone, be open to what somebody else is saying, even if they don't fit your belief system, because they actually have something valid to say that could actually balance out what you are doing um, in your world. Um, praying medic, David Hayes, love him. I would suggest people follow him. He's got great information out there for those people who want to learn more about healing. He talked about um, there is an accuser in the court of heaven. I believe he has that. Um, 
a book on that. You can probably find on Amazon or someplace. But what he was saying was that there's an accuser in the court of heaven. Um, and you have to go before the court of heaven and um, admit guilt and ask for your accuser to be removed. Now, I I walk a different path than he does in my mindset. But um, some people may say that's a demon. I think it's, for me personally, It's I feel like that's our higher self judging ourselves. And we're just saying, yeah, I'm guilty of that because that's the hidden part, right? That's the part we don't like to admit about ourselves, the part where you have to look in the mirror and say, yeah, I own that mistake, you know, and we, we, we start accusing ourselves, even though on the conscious side, we may be in denial of that, block it out, don't pay attention to it, never happened. But the other soul of yours like, oh, yes, you did do it and you better own it. And we're going to keep making you sick until you do own it. And, you know, because the, the subconscious mind will continue to give you messaging until you deal with it. And again, I take that as the accuser in heaven. Now, everybody has to put that in their own personal box for what it does for them, what that means. What I can tell you, no matter what my client's belief systems are, and I work with people as far away as Kuwait, and I do the same thing, and they will say, they have come back, I cannot believe how much better I feel since this piece has been moved, not knowing what piece I moved. So there is something to it. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Um, so once I get the accuser removed, going before the court of heaven, I found um, the next thing I ask is, okay, is um, the personality wholeness happy? So I'll go through my check systems. Is the spirit body happy? Yes. Is the mind body happy? And is how do you get those answers? Body? Well, we go through kinesiology, right? So you, mm -hmm. you're just kind of tuned into the other person. Remember, everybody has their own frequency. Mm -hmm. everything is frequency. So everybody has their own frequency, like every radio station has their own frequency. So you are actually tuned into them. But there is a process by which you go through to make sure you're tuned into that person and you're not tuned into something that isn't you that's deceiving you. So there is a process that you go through. But then, Kara, you have to take it further. Because again, it's this bigger funnel at the top and it goes down to smaller, smaller, smaller into the minutiae. And mm -hmm. this is what happened. So I always test out on me first. Mm -hmm. So in the process, I'm teaching somebody, I, I coach people and um, we're on a Zoom call and she's in front of me. And I said, oh, I've been given this information again, going down to the minutiae. I found that I had, um, once I test the bigger stuff and it shows it's all happy, then I have to go and see, is there a localized illness in? I had a little bit of localized um, illness in my pancreas. Now, I was told a few years ago that I would have to have my gallbladder removed. Well, I'm, I'm a big baby and I don't want to be in surgery. I thought, eh, let me see if I can move this on my own. 
And I haven't had any trouble with my gallbladder. And I kept thinking, well, my gallbladder's happy. But yet, I, there's this something going on here that felt like it was my gallbladder. This is where I argue with myself and my kinesiology. <laughs> and it kept saying, no, it's your pancreas. And it turned out it was a localized illness in my pancreas. I never would have gotten to localized illness had I not removed those bigger upper layers first. You've got to get rid of the junk on top before you can see what's going on in the the minutia. Yeah. So I thought that's where it would end, right? Well, I moved that out, and then I moved out. I had some hidden illnesses in my pancreas. I moved that out. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's significantly better, but there's still something there. And I'm like, what is still there? Why am I still feeling this something? And what I have learned is, with me and my healing journey for myself and going through all this, um, that they're going to continue allowing something to linger in me until I get the lesson of what they're trying to teach me. Mm-hmm. So, and they're, they're showing me, it's beautiful how it's happening. They're giving me it in layers mm-hmm. because the layers are so important because sometimes I have to go back to the upper layers to get something else figured out, to get rid of the lower layer. And I know that's kind of convoluted, but as we go through it, and as we know more about it, um, I think it will sharpen and we'll learn. And everybody can tune in and say, okay, what's going on here? It's like the hundredth monkey. You know, once I learn it, somebody else is going to learn it, and we're just all going to sort of figure this out. Mm -hmm. I found out that I had a dark spirit in my pancreas. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like, what is this dark spirit? I'm, you know, and I, is it like a demon? And, and I got, no, it's not a demon. Is it like an entity? No, it's not that. I said, but it's a dark spirit. Yeah, it's a dark spirit. And I'm like, so this is where I'm thinking if I had cameras on in the room and I had doctors watching me, they would be coming in with the, you know, jacket and strap <laughs> because I'm arguing with myself. Like, what is this? And I had to walk away a few days, but yet I had this lingering going on and I'm like, okay, I guess I better listen to it. So when I'm working with my gal, I said, okay, I've been told, given, whatever, this information that I've got to clear this dark spirit and that it's living here in my pancreas. And all I know is that it's a very low vibrational energy that's disrupting the cells in my pancreas. Hmm. That is about as clear as I got. So I don't know what that means, what box to put it in. Sometimes you just say, okay, I'm given this. Let's go through the process of healing it. We go through the process of healing. I'm going to have her on my comfy Sundays. And we're going to talk about this because she witnessed the change in my face. And my head just about dropped on my desk like, whoa, what happened? Really? Yes. And I got so dizzy afterwards. I had to pause the video and crawl to my couch and lay down and call my husband like, I don't know what's just happened. Really? And I was dizzy for days. Really? But I will tell you, I feel amazing. (laughs) So I'm like, that is crazy. What happened? But then um, I did the same thing with my poor hubby and I'm, you know, healing him. 
So then this takes us back to why they gave me the layers on how to do this, you know, clearing out the spirit body and all these other. I was given like a list of functions to look at as I learned about all these clearing the spirit body, the mind body, the physical body, and given a list of functions. Suddenly I realized that this, what I did, and this is why I always work on me first to get volunteers, hey, this could happen, um, is that I sent a piece of my spirit body disconnected from my physical body, and there was a distortion of about 3%. And once I brought everything back together, I wasn't dizzy. And then I found uh, my balance function wasn't happy. So I got through the balance function. I haven't had any problems since. So going back to my volunteers, hey, what's going on with you? Well, I felt dizzy. Okay, did you get over it? Yeah, I got over it. Except for those who are dealing, who are really, really sick. People with blood sugar, um, high blood pressure, um, you know, gallbladder, pancreas, whatever. Um, Us older folk. (laughs) (laughs) Who's <laughs> had more time to, you know, have more gunk packed in? We're the ones who had more dizziness. And once I I checked everybody, yeah, there was this disconnection between the spirit body and the physical body by about three percent. Reunite that, do the balance function, get that rebalance, and then they were fine. Really? Who knew? You know? And this has just come on in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, this is. This has been such a beautiful journey that once you get that cleared, people are like, oh, I have the most fabulous vivid dreams. I'm sleeping better. You know, I've had people who have been diagnosed with PTSD who feel like they've had the best nights of sleep they've had in years. Um, I will also offer this. um, I'm no longer on my thyroid medicine. And um, my doctor keeps saying, nobody comes off your thyroid medicine, Sally. And I said, yeah, but I don't need it. And in fact, when I got off of it, my brain fog lifted and I've been on it for years. And she goes, well, does it create brain fog? I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. You're the doctor, doc. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm just saying I don't need it and I feel better. And so she's got me going to get blood work every three months because she doesn't believe I can be off of it. And so far, my blood work's been very, very good. And she goes, well, I don't know how this happened. I said, well, I don't know either. But this is why what I can tell people, if you're going to engage in energy healing with me or anybody else, it is so important that you stay with your medical professional and make sure that they are monitoring you through that process because you don't want to take medication your body doesn't need, but you don't want to come off of it without them helping you. So I cannot stress that enough. I don't care if it's me or any other person who does Reiki or energy healing, please make sure you continue to work with your medical professional in the process. I agree. One arrow in the quiver of healing. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I had a doctor's appointment this morning, so I'm I'm right there with you. And it was funny because she was like, I was so surprised to see your name on the list because you never come in here. And I was like, 
yeah, I need you to look at something. And I, I wasn't sure even how to make the appointment if it wasn't like a blood draw, <laughs> you know, just to like stay on top of my numbers and like see that I'm not like over supplementing or anything. But yeah, I'm, you know, we all, it's a beautiful point that we, we have all of these tools and there is definitely a time and a place for somebody with a different type of expertise um, you know, finding the right person. I think that's such a, I've had to do that where I'm like, uh, you know, I recognize in a couple of different specialties where I'm like, okay, we're clearly, you know, I don't have the conversation with them. You know, it's, I don't, it doesn't have to be confrontational, but just recognizing like, okay, we're coming at things from two totally different worldviews and there are a lot of doctors out there. So, you know, just be patient and, and do find that right person who's who's a reflection because we have to be our own advocates. So as we learn more, you know, the, the white lab coat, you know, strictly science uh, and the, you know, the refusal of understanding that there's more than the physical body, um, you know, that may not resonate. And if so, that just means that you're, you want to find a different connection, you know, it's, and it's important to do so. Um, to be your own health advocate, you know, that includes like, am I aligned with the person who's standing in front of me trying to diagnose me? Well, and I will say just in my own experience with my loved one that passed away in Omaha, uh, Clarkson hospital that, um, he was at ICU, um, in pulmonary, the young doctors there were embracing consciousness they were embracing um, the things that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think it's beginning to hit a lot of the younger doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was so refreshing, you know, because yeah. I sort of expected to be met with resistance. And what I was, ex- what I was met with in my experience with them was that, yeah, you know, there's a lot of healing that can take place. And you know, how do we incorporate what we're doing and with what you're doing um, to really come together? And, and, I, and I loved that shift. It was so uplifting. That's the part that gave me some really beautiful hope that yeah. um, there are good doctors out there that actually do think a lot like we do. But you know what? If you go in and have an accident and you cut your arm off, you're not going to call me for healing. You, know, right. you need a doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Well, the time has gone so fast. Um, and I, so I, I have more, you'll have to come back because you seem to be in a constant accelerated um, learning and embodiment. And so I love when you come on and share. But um, in the meantime, how can people find out more about you and connect with you? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Just reach out to me on my website, sallyknop.com. Okay. And you mentioned a a Facebook group, I think, too. Yeah. um, My Facebook is just Sally Knop um, on there. I'm not real savvy when it comes to social media. Like I said, I'm a boomer. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, didn't you say you're doing. You're yeah, doing something. Comfy. I'm going to do some start doing some comfy Sundays and I would love to have you Kara on there. 
um, where we just sort of get on there and we sort of riff about energy healing and meditation and, you know, have people ask live questions where people can get on and say, well, you know, what is this and how does that help? And what's, I have people on who've had the experience of going through um, remote energy healing or MDH by proxy, which is um, a hypnosis by proxy, um, QHST, meditation. I want to be able to talk about all kinds of things because the people out there, your listeners, that's where your answers are. We just need a place to come and it needs to be comfortable. That's why I call it Comfy Sundays. My first one is going to be May 15th um, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And is so, that what day of the week is that? Uh, that's Sunday, Comfy Sundays. Oh, of course. Comfy Duh. Sundays. Okay. <laughs> I may even put on my bathrobe and just, you know, it's Aww. just about getting comfortable and having a conversation, answering mm-hmm. questions, you know, what's your experience? And, you know, I learn from all my clients. I, and I love the learning process, the journey that we are all on and where can we all take this because we're all one. And when one person lifts up a little bit, the whole universe has a ripple effect. So absolutely. Okay. So that, and that can be found on your Facebook. Yeah. Sally Knopp. Okay. Comfy Sundays. Yeah. I'll have all that information in the show notes. Um, so that Thank people you. can easily access that. Thank so, you. Well, what a an amazing conversation. Thank you so much, Sally. Thanks um, for everything that you're doing. Thank you for the beautiful experiences that you've facilitated for me. And um, I can't wait to connect again soon. Well, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed this and I can't wait to expand on what I've learned because holy cow, I am learning new stuff every day. And all your listeners have to do is ask for it. They'll get their own downloads. That's beautiful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you. And I look forward to the next meditation conversation.